0: Welcome to the Beer and a Movie Podcast, a podcast where we combine two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. My name is Joe Hilliard and I'm with my good friends, Dave Gurney, Carlos Cooper, and we are here to talk beer and movies. Mm hmm. David, what movies will we be discussing today?
1: Well, uh, today we're going to be discussing primarily uh, a film that's in current release, or or should still be when this uh, when this gets re- when our podcast episode gets released, called The Favorite. A lot uh, of award show buzz. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's it's received some uh, Golden Globe nominations already. I think five altogether. And, you know, I'm sure once uh, Oscar nominations get uh, announced, it may well have a few of those as well. So, yeah, definitely one that, given the award season we're in, is getting some attention. Um, also one that, uh, has a filmmaker attached to it who uh, has been somewhat controversial. I mean, some, somebody who divisive, I guess is maybe the way to, to put it. I would agree with that. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. I think that's fair so to y- say.
1: Yorgos Lentimos, which I hope I'm doing some kind of justice to that name. I will, not even, name. I will Greek, not even attempt. I attempt. Greek in origin. Um, And and, uh, maybe speaking about some of his earlier efforts uh, after we have some time to to talk about The Favorite. But, you know, Joe, before we ever get to talking about the movies... I know where you're going. ...in depth, we we like to get our glasses uh, Ah. filled here. So, Carlos, I believe you you have some beverage ready to go.
2: I do. So I'm taking a uh, a U-turn from the last episode we did, uh, which was some harder to find you got to go to the brewery to get it kind of stuff mm-hmm. um and this one is a, a much easier to find for all the listeners at home no matter where you are there is a uh, a high possibility that you are going to be able to get a six pack of this and this is the uh it's a spring seasonal brute ipa from sierra nevada sierra nevada we all know and love they've been around forever uh one of the pioneers of the craft beer movement as it were for those that don't know the brute ipa style is supposed to be super super dry resembling like a brute champagne kind of thing mm-hmm. i'm not convinced that this is a real style
1: really not convinced huh. Interesting. So, I mean, and I think we've had at least one on air before, right? We did the... Uh,
2: yes. Well, it was... I uh, brought a brew.
1: Uh, I am brew. I am brew. Yeah. I, <laughs> right. I, I knew it was a Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy from, pun. Yeah, from Old Ox Brewing, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, which, I don't know. I think it's a style. I mean, because it, it, j- just to, to remind our listeners... I think it's a marketing ploy. They're... You know what they're going for is something that's super dry effervescent meaning meaning uh, when i say super dry that uh not sweet you know like that very much um uh light effervescent usually very light in color you know kind of a, a, a almost like a you know a light yellow and um and that yeah it has that kind of that champagne bubbliness to it so I don't know. Okay. Well, you know, and definitely this one, as it pours, very light in color. It is. They're they're getting that right. It's like a pilsner. And I think it's worth noting, I don't know, have we had a Sierra Nevada beer on the show before? Border, right? Bigfoot. Oh, Bigfoot. You're right. Thank you. All right. I don't think I made mention, though, of Sierra Nevada as a brewery being one of those sort of old school craft breweries that... um, you know, I'm always impressed with how good their beers are.
0: Almost always, for as mass produced as they are, you mean? Well, no, I, for I as mean, long they are, as they've been around. For as long as they've been around, uh-huh.
1: right? I mean, a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Still, mm-hmm. if I see that on tap someplace, I will happily order one yeah. of those and never be disappointed. Right. It's a good beer. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, th- I think we may have mentioned them once. Just in, we weren't drinking one of their beers, but in relation to. Um, whatever brewery we were drinking was similarly at the forefront mm-hmm. with Sierra Nevada. I, can't, I think it made probably was stone or something like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, very accessible Sierra Nevada. Yeah. Uh, most of their stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll sip on this. Mm-hmm. Joe's well on his way
1: uh <laughs> it, well the, the, the brewed ipa is supposed to be very refreshing and it's, very easy to very, uh, very crushable to <laughs> yeah, very crushable that's one, that's one of my favorite words to describe
2: <laughs> uh but yeah so the favorite uh some big names academy award winner rachel vice mm-hmm. who um i like a great deal uh the mummy franchise uh Something that she was in, <laughs> maybe yes. not her claim to fame, but I always think of her from but that she for is front, yeah. Right. Uh, and then, uh, and then Emma Stone, right, uh, as well, so, uh, both pretty big names.
0: One Indeed. of the big the it girls of the day,
2: Emma Stone is, yes. Um, that, that is that is correct. La yeah, La Land certainly, um, pushed her into that sphere of it girlness, this yeah definitively I, th- I, mean, I mean she was kind of on her way there honey, right but right. that one i think really cemented her
1: no she seems she seems to be kind of uh top of uh top of the a-list nowadays with the uh, yes, she is. the kind of kind of work that she's had she was in those spider-man movies too right the- she
2: was she played gwen stacy Kylie and I watched uh, Superbad again recently, and yeah. it's just—it's really interesting seeing her yeah. at the beginning. Right. I mean, and and not just her, but like Jonah Hill and Michael Sarah as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, to think of how far you know she was going to come. Right. From from that role. Yeah. But but the favorite it. Takes place in England, yeah. uh, in
1: the 1700s. Eight, seventeen
2: or Seventeen eleven. There, seventeen eleven. Okay, so they're at war with France.
1: Yeah, so so this is based on actual history. So this is a historical uh, period piece, um, so to speak. And I was about to say drama, but I don't know that that's something we might want to talk about. Is this yeah. drama? Is this coming? Um, that uh, you know is is sort of a fictionalized account of Queen Anne. And her court Mm -hmm. and these, in particular, two women who come to, well, one who's already kind of established herself as a, um, Right-hand woman to the queen, and um, more than just a confidant, though, as you find out, kind of a secret lover to the to the queen, um, and that's uh, well, Sarah Churchill is the is the character's name, although she's Lady Marlborough because she's uh, married to is it the Duke of Marlborough or something yeah. like that? Um, and and that's the character played by Rachel Vice, and then, she's great. Yes, right, great. And then you have her younger cousin who kind of arrives on the scene, played by Emma Stone. Um, who is impoverished? Right, her family has kind of uh, fallen into disrepair. Her her well, father that, is a wasn't there like a fire? Yeah,
0: her father was there a was lord. A, he set fire. He set the, fire to the house. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah.
1: So so it's kind of destroyed the family fortune. Yeah. And, so she she was a lady. Right. And then isn't anymore right so she she's kind of dropped down the social ladder although still has this kind of um familial connection that she's trying to work getting herself into the court but is initially put into a position as a maid but then sort of works her way into a position much closer to First Lady Marlborough, than the Queen, and then it becomes sort of this triangle film where you have these three women and these characters kind of competing for the affections of the Queen. For being or the favorite of the Queen, right? Yeah, being the
2: favorite. Interesting film, yeah, I would say. Um, so the director, who again, I will not attempt his name, because I will butcher it, um, he... In reverse order, did Killing of a Sacred Deer most recently. Mm-hmm. The Lobster, Dogtooth. Those are his big movies.
1: Those seem um, to be the ones that people... Yeah, and, yeah, and he's had he's had some others. Um, Alps, I think, is one that, yeah. that some people had I, seen. I guess Dogtooth put him on the scene, and then he...
2: Uh, internationally uh, speaking, yeah. yeah. At, at least in a wider kind of more right. general sense. And then The Lobster came out and kind of really... Put him in people's minds because you know, you had Colin Farrell, John C. Riley, some bigger names in that one. Right. Uh, It was really strange and had a really out there premise. And then Killing of a Sacred Deer kind of followed up on that. And I thought the lobster was incredible. I thought the favorite was bad. Really? I. And I think that it's only bad because of the directorial decisions that were made. I think all the performances were outstanding. I think the storyline was compelling. I think that it could have been a great movie, but there's these really stupid fisheye shots all throughout the thing that make no fucking sense at all and i don't think do anything for this movie and i think we're a huge
1: mistake huh on that's the part interesting of the director. i think it i mean it is it is a very striking visual choice i'll i'll grant you that like the the, the use of you know extreme wide angles and extreme. like it's a it, yeah and and fisheye lens it's like uh, a 1990s skate video
0: <laughs> but it would also i'm glad you brought this up cuz i was going to as well but i have a different opinion of it than you do it there would be a shot of one of the ladies pushing the queen down the hall in a wheelchair yeah in in, in without the fish eye yeah be- beautiful cinematography fantastic beautiful setting beautiful art direction and then it would show them going by the camera in a fish eye and then would have cut to them walking away from the camera in normal mhm the fish eye popped up and went away and it wasn't consistent and there was no on my first viewing of it, rhyme or reason to it. That really bothered you. I, I agree with the lack of rhyme or reason. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It didn't bother me. It makes me want to see the movie again to
2: see if I'm missing the... W- I will say that it is a movie that demands a second viewing.
1: Yeah. I. What was your opinion, David? I liked the... I fucking loved it. I, I really liked the film, um. and I thought that the use so of the fisheye lenses made sense. I think... The, what sense did you make of it? Well, okay. So, in on on the one hand, it seems kind of crazy. They're shooting in, and I can't remember. They even I saw it at the Alamo, and they even had that uh, shooting little, in the Hatfield House. Yes, Hatfield House. Thank you. Th- that 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 was the name. It's north of London, close right. to Watford. Where? <laughs> look at this guy. Where where many many films have been shot. Actually, uh, it's it sort of the point that the Alamo clip reel was doing was that uh, a you know lot. any anytime you want to like basically show characters of wealth um, or nobility you shoot in the Hatfield house. And Especially if you want to show them alone in a vast space. Well, okay, but there you go. So alone in a vast space. What makes a space like that even more vast? You use a fisheye lens. And that thing, it just opens up that space even more. And and now I get your what you're saying is like it kind of does it to maybe a cartoonish level or something yes. where it starts to feel... Um, I don't know. Like, well, you say escape video, so you like over over the top or something. Yeah, I
2: mean, go look at anything that like Baker or Blonde. I mean, any prominent skate brand Mm -hmm. in globe, especially Ryan Mullins' part comes to mind. Right. um, That was making skate videos in the '90s. I mean, they were using handheld video recorders. with These, I mean, crazy wide lenses, and it was. I mean, it worked a little bit more for that than it did for this. But, I mean, there's only so many fisheye whip pans that I can handle. Well, and there film. you go.
1: But the, and so in those whip pans become even more accentuated, right? Because movement oh, yeah. gets very exaggerated when you're using those kind of wide angles. Which angle is why
2: you use it in the skate video, so you can...
1: It you know, d- sort of video intensifies, just yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. No, and I get that, but but it's so it's interesting. Like I understand what you're saying with the skate video; it makes sense. It's accentuating something that's there. With this film, it's not really a film of action for the most part. I mean, there are characters doing things, and there are conversations mm-hmm. going on that result in actions and stuff. It, you know, there's war going on, although we don't see. We never war see it, scenes, yeah. right? Um, but those whip pans and stuff—it's sort of like bringing this weird kind of. Um, kinetic counterpoint to what would otherwise be these kind of dry oh nothing going on well it's not i mean it's not dry but
0: it but it could be i mean you've seen stuffy period oh big time yeah Yeah. that's what i loved so much about this was that they turned it on its ear to a degree by over sexualizing all the characters yeah and making the queen's madness just Fascinating to watch, and fascinating to watch. And see, that's the thing. About and two, the, I'm sorry, and two so. women that must accept it and become a part of it in order to keep the station that they've created for themselves. Right. By ignoring and buying into, and then even in the terms of violence toward both of them, tolerate. Yeah, it was I mean, fascinating. It was a great movie. And and I would agree that the character relationships
2: are great. I think every, I just, I think it was unnecessary, and I don't think it's. If maybe if the fisheye was confined to a certain room <laughs> Back to the fish or eye. a certain care, I mean, no, it yeah. really. I mean, it was a part of yeah. the it movies, was yeah. incredibly yeah. prominent, and at first I was like, okay, cool, and at a certain point that was all I could focus on was ah, see, it? And, yeah. and, lucky and, for
0: me, I mean, I didn't have that reaction to it. I noticed it. You notice it every single time it happens. I, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. is he trying oh. to tell me? Was what I went with it. Well, me too but i never got
2: anything from it yeah. huh. and I, I mean i never really found a clear purpose for yeah. it and and that's why i was about to say that if it was confined to a certain room like the queen's bedroom right. or maybe if it was confined to like only when like Some x y or z was happening action. there was yeah there was something that really grounded it and it had a purpose but, as far as serving the narrative was concerned because because that's the biggest thing to me As I think as a director if you're gonna make a bold decision it should serve the narrative or a character's development in some way and I don't think that that particular choice did anything positive for the film there's another camera Hmm.
0: trick at the very very last scene of the film before you realize that the film is over the favorite comes up and Mm -hmm. so there's another scene where there's I loved the last part of the movie. Okay, but the, the last but, scene was so good. But that that last scene where they superimpose three images on top of one another, yes. and you realize that it's just a futile pursuit of madness. Yeah, be that madness due to the, the Is power. That what you were, no, that was mine. Huh? I. Well, I guess we're there. You know, I, I didn't know.
1: If anything, I felt like that final sequence. Kind of snapped me out of thinking of the queen as this kind of childish um, sort of uh, pawn in their game, and I and it was like, oh my god, no, she's the one who's in control. Of course, she's the one in control, and she is the, the one who's yeah, yeah. right. And so, and so it wasn't about madness; it was about she's actually, you know, it was it was asserting her power and showing. Okay, this is, you know,
0: but she was in control when Rachel Vice's character was not in control any longer, cuz that wasn't right. That now ra- Rachel Vice had done a great
1: right. So the, so the Lady Marlborough had uh, done a, an amazing job of kind of managing that relationship in a way where she was benefiting and seemed to be able to pull the strings for the right. most part. But even then, you realize well she was doing that because she was willing to cater to these demands of the queen yeah. in the way that the queen had sort of laid them out and it, and when she didn't that's when she sought another favor but that yeah. was the but that was the attraction
0: of Emma Stone no what we're going to say is attractive about you is when you get to do what you want to do and not yeah. be controlled by this other woman right and, and so at the end of it I felt that while her body was deteriorating her mind was you know be- coming sharper as she yeah. got to do the things that yeah. began making decisions that she wanted to make. Right. Right.
2: Okay. So I want to, I want to ask the both of you cause I have my own opinion. Uh-huh. Um, what did you think the movie was saying? What did you think the message was? What do you think that the director wanted us to get from what was happening? You know, like you, you watch a movie, especially in an indie film mm-hmm. where, you know, maybe what's happening on screen is, you know, symbolic or a metaphor of like, you know, a more like, you know, get out is about race relations, not about somebody who can actually
0: hypnotize people, you know, right. like, you
2: know stuff like that. What do you what did you what did you get message wise?
0: What did you think? the? I think it's absurdity of absolute power is is was certainly part of it. it okay. Also, the, the I wouldn't the, disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, also the, the the notion of you do what you have to do to live this life Mm -hmm. the life that they had to live of course much much different than ours but yeah but uh uh, that's what they had to do if i find myself in this situation i will maneuver where i can to get the best out of what i can get out of it
1: right I mean, I definitely, I definitely think it's about power. I, de- I mean, I mean th- there's no way to sort of refute that. I mean, it's definitely yeah, I, about...
2: I would refute that.
1: Really? Yeah. No, I, th- I think it's about power, but I also think it's a lot about human cruelty. I think... And, and that, you know, kind of, you know, w- w- we'll talk about some more later, but, but I think from what I've seen of Lanthimos, that I think is probably what Easy. drew him to this project the most... Um, given what he what he's done in the past, I mean, I think he's really interested in the, the sort of um, you know that dark side of humanity, and in that, and 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 not that it's concentrated in any one person, but everybody is capable of cruelty and and uh, and and terrible behavior towards one another, given the right circumstances.
2: I okay, I should um, revise something that I just said. I wouldn't refute that it's about power okay good I mean I don't think that that's predominantly what it's about I think that's an element of it mm-hmm. but for me I think that it's about relationships sure and, and I but like I think it's more specifically about how we as people navigate relationships and the difference between um, what we want and what we need because it, my interpretation of it is that or at least what I got from it maybe not my interpretation of it but is that Rachel vice's character, is what the queen needs. She needs somebody that's going to tell it like it is, and mm-hmm. is going to give it to her straight, and is going to try to direct. Well, and
1: she tries to tell the queen that essentially, right? I mean, that's, yeah, it's going to try her, to direct. That's her, her, her and... last minute plea to the queen. Yeah, you know, like I tell you what, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Right, right. And yeah.
2: then, and but not just that, but someone who is going to do all of those things because they actually care about you, and they actually want what's best for you, and that's why they're doing those things. that may seem somewhat aggressive or mean spirited or whatever, but they're really just looking out for you and want what's best for you. And so they give it to you straight like it is. And then you have, you know, more sycophant type of people that are going to pretend that they want what's best for you, but are really just giving you what you think you want in order to, you know, gain favor with you. And So obviously some of that comes with a, a, with the uh, position of power that she holds, you would want to gain favor with somebody that doesn't have that position of power and that's not going to do right. anything for you. But Emma Stone's character is just that person that's like, here is the best place for me to be. I'm going to try to manipulate this the way that works for me. Right. I don't really care about her that much, but I think I know what she wants to hear. And so I'm going to say those things. I'm going to do those things. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the film is when we realize she's not prepared to do the things that Rachel Weiss's character was going to do that Lady Marlboro was going to do she's not really that ride or die she's not that in it and right. so at the end of the film it, you know I, I, I don't, I don't want to say the Queen realized it but I think that she's getting towards the point of realizing it that this is not the person that she thought the, that Emma Stone's character was
1: mm-hmm. because
2: now that she has cemented her place there she's kind of like okay whatever Hmm. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to do the things for you that you want me to do. Right. She's definitely not going to do the things that Lady Marlboro was going to do. Right. Or that Lady Marlboro was doing. And so for me, that's the kind of commentary on relationships that you get hmm. from from that is, are are you surrounding yourself with yes men or are you surrounding yourself with actual
0: friends? Right. But that Rachel Vice was, was no friend. to that the, was my Well, name. that's
1: yeah, I, I, I mean, disagree.
0: Put her in a chokehold up against the bed because yeah, you're not doing did, yeah. exactly what what I need you to do, so that my husband can't. You know, I mean, there was a lot of. Uh, I mean, I think I think it was... I think there was some of what
2: she was doing that wasn't just about her husband. That was about what she thought was best for. She wasn't in the a sexual co-
0: relationship with the, the queen country, because she yeah. wanted to be. Neither one of them were. That was a means to an end. And whenever what's her name shows up, uh, Emma Stone shows up and can do it more attentively than I can. Watch what I can do. I can put on this, yeah, flowery voice and seduce you just as well as she did to get back into the. Position of the favorite.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I can I can understand where you're coming from, Carlos. That it it seems like at the very least, uh, Rachel Vice, Lady Marlborough, has the a bigger picture in mind. It goes beyond just her own well being necessarily, because she does seem to have this interest in England and its political. Um, future and what's going on and this you know like wanting to see this war through not you know kind of making a peace treaty too early when they're at a weaker you know like but it's hard for me to know like well what led there what is it that's motivating yeah. her it's not her husband because she's it's you know bad, you, you you have that scene where it's you know it's clear that the you know if the husband dies in battle well that's a sacrifice yeah. i'm willing to and it make it doesn't I mean, even
0: really matter right
1: and, and so is it her position in the court that she's most... Is she most wanting to protect herself? I mean, that's clearly Emma Stone's character. Um, totally out for it, herself. Right, is very much yeah. self-interested. No, I find, at least in my viewing... The, only once, right? and I would like to rewatch the film like you, Joe. um in my viewing, I found her the most sympathetic character in part because she's the underdog to begin with, right? and i and I'm a sucker. I'm uh-huh. I, I almost always you know like she's somebody she is the one who's fallen from right. from, from uh, the social class that she was once part of. Um, she's they, they gave her a more nothing. attractive personality. yeah, she's and it's more pleasant
0: you know, to enjoy. Right, as a viewer. Yeah, right. Absolutely,
1: and and so it's understandable that she's trying to climb back up that social ladder. Now, when she gets there, I think then then you kind of realize, or how she gets there ultimately, and and kind of uh, deals that she ends up kind of making. Gets um, married. W- right, right, with a with a man who she has no real interest in, yeah. and starts helping. Uh, what's the guy Harley? Who, who she's kind of helping out. The guy who. Um, the the um who, who the guy from X-Men right is that him th-
2: I think I think that's I think he was in that
1: yeah the
0: eventual prime minister
1: um yes right, right. so you know like it, Op- the opposing party. Right, which party. The, you don't get any sense that she really has any interest or care about... Oh, um, no, that's strategic. Wh- right, mm-hmm. exactly. That's all about her. At a certain point there, it starts to become... She becomes less sympathetic, or at mm-hmm. least to me she became less sympathetic. But I don't know that Rachel Vice gained the sympathy from me at that point. Then I think I've... I the, queen. the
0: queen gets the the, the sympathy. T- to
1: some extent, but... It, oh, she was so good. She was really good. I mean, Olivia Coleman is she really so wonderful good. in the role she deserves I, any award that there is I agree I yeah. think
0: I think it's and, and it's a really interesting character Oh yeah and you see like you, you do that thing where you google her in real life and yeah. you see that she's playing a great character here Right So I mean
1: I think yeah maybe it sways a little towards her but then in that final sequence mm-hmm. it's kind of all thrown up right. there I don't know and that's where I get to like the I don't know that 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 idea that there's there's something kind of uh empty about but and I'm not saying that in a negative way, but there's I'm left feeling kind of empty where it's like, my God, this is how <laughs> this is how everything works. And, that, uh-huh. you know, and Carlos says this is about relationships. It is. And if this is a film that's kind of telling us what human relationships are like, I think, you know, the it's a bleak outlook. The, yes. Right. The, the final take is like, my God, we're all just like jockeying for position and trying to get the best outcome for ourselves. And then have to make these terrible bargains in that process that eventually kind of strip us of any real sort of empathy or or interest in one another. And, And it all becomes like transactional and like, I'll do this for you to get this thing in this moment, but ultimately you hold the power and you're going to make me do whatever you want me. I don't know. It's, what about the
0: nonsense of the court? I just thought that I always like movies like that. Yeah. it shows the nonsense oh, of the right. court. Oh, right. The, uh, is the it throwing they the oranges at the, the naked the duck man? And, yeah, duck racing? Oh, yeah, duck racing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, now the, the, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> I'm pretty sure the duck racing is, is true. Was the orange thing, does anybody look into that? Is that like a historical? They were like throwing the yeah.
0: guy? I don't know. Uh, the the, the <laughs> unlucky guy I mean, takes off all I of his clothes. I enjoyed it slow-mo Covers up yeah. his genitals and gets oranges chucked New at him man. for poor guy. For entertainment. For right. The Netflix of the day.
1: Right. And and she walks yeah. in on it and there's no like there's no comment like, what are you guys? It's just like, come out here, I gotta talk to you. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, that's going
0: on, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. Sorry, Carlos, you yeah. missed out on this one.
2: Uh, well, it wasn't no, a bad movie. I just really I hated that
1: one decision. He, the the visuals did stand out to me. I thought it kind of worked with the theme of these people in this kind of cavernous space that's just too big and well, you're it's, looking at a madhouse i mean that, that's that's where i go i think it. yeah there, there you go and 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 again like if you frame it that way i'm a little more on board yeah and and so it didn't bother me but it's kind of, but i think part of it is i don't I'm have talking to hang, myself into it now, right? i don't have <laughs> to hang well i don't have to hang up with the skate videos like i i mean i never really want now i when you say that i can I'll visualize yeah and i know and i think i've seen clips. post some links I think I've seen clips and, and I know what you're talking about. And if that was the visual association that I have, I might've been as hung up as you were, but I didn't have that. And and so it, it, yeah, it was I mean, not I, as big a deal.
2: Escape video is just so far removed from what this movie is. Right. That the fact that that's all I could think about the whole time did kind of take me out of it a little bit. Right. And so maybe a second viewing would help. Uh, maybe I could, knowing how much of that I was going to get, going Mm -hmm. into it uh could help me kind of get past it a little bit but it was it was for me very distracting at the time but now now that we're talking about it in the way that we are i would say that you know maybe um like a hall of mirrors like the distorted versions of ourselves that we present to gain uh personal stature or whatever might you know but now but now i'm just trying to now i'm just trying to like it yeah, <laughs> like, well, you know i'm just trying to give the director some kind of you know like i do when kanye says anything i just try <laughs> so hard to uh come oh. up with some kind of excuse for why he said that and <laughs>
0: also uh, the other thing that was interesting before we move off it's uh it's very sexualized oh yeah sure with a lot of you know, the dreaded C word Sprinkled throughout Which I You know I Historically I don't know if that word Was you know Right as, Cunt Yeah, yeah. The, it, Is that what you're saying It's very yes. much in English okay. That word that's is a pretty commonplace Word in the English vernacular It too. really is but for the american audience and there's a line where the queen tells Rachel Vice I like her like she's my favorite right now because I like you know her tongue blah 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 yeah, inside yeah, me yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like oh, wow that's 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 raw and mm-hmm. it's also um, actresses that we admire you know Emma mm-hmm. Stone or whatever and mm-hmm. it's going to get a lot of oscar bait that it's 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 a an antidote to the stuffy british yes uh, you know, uh, Downton Abbey kind of thing, right? You don't hear that kind of language and talk in that show.
1: No, no, you do not. Mm. And I, I kind of and I do like that. I right. mean, I
0: I, <laughs> I don't you mean you like that Downton I like dirty Abbey talk. or you like and it, the.
1: I I do like dirty talk, but I like it used effectively, and I think it's used very effectively here because, like oh, you yeah. say, it's showing you like this is the stuff that's going on that really drives these kind of uh, situations that is kind of maybe intimated in other films, but no, we're just going to come right out there and and make these statements. And yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm. I like that. So I think we should comment on this beer we've been drinking. I mean, has has this done enough to distinguish itself from a typical IPA to make you feel like it deserves brute IPA? Uh, No. No? No? I mean, I think it's a great beer. And I have had it before. See, I think it's a good beer. I almost don't. If I'm going to take issue with it, it's that it's calling itself uh, an IPA. I mean, I think... that's Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is,
2: is it a Brute IPA or is it just like a fucking Pilsner or something? You know, like... I, well, the, know, brute,
0: the Brute makes sense because it has a crisp champagne kind of pop to it. I I think... It is crisp. It's crisp. Yeah, and it's got a lighter color, but there's nothing IPA about
1: this beer. And I've uh, had ones that have a little bit more of a hop... Uh, profile than this one does mm-hmm. that i can see okay this is i get that this one doesn't and and you know pilsner was mentioned i think that there's something there i think that, that part of me if you just gave this to me blind and uh you wouldn't call it and i was an drinking IPA. it i don't think i would call it an ipa i don't think i'd call it a brute ipa i might guess
0: pilsner or yeah that's a, probably I'm or maybe a a a, maybe a pale ale I'm, i don't I'm, know but I'm reading the back, a new take on IPA brewed for a bone-dry champagne-style finish, one or the other. There is no such thing as both of those. A bone dry champagne style IPA isn't an IPA, and you called it a gimmick beer earlier. I don't know if brewed IPA is well, in the source book to, of. But we're willing
1: to. But we're willing to let them do um, uh, milkshake IPAs. I'm S- very willing.
0: I, some some people are, and some some people aren't as much. No, and I. You know, I, I never, my thing on here is I, I I reject the gimmicks. I bought a six pack of this. Did mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Because Why did you do that? I didn't reject the gimmick, Uh, you know, and because we have limited sales here and I want to try everything. Are are
2: you trying not to uh, cite my influence in your beer purchasing habits? No, (laughs) this was at my grocery
0: store and it was new. So I bought a six pack, but I will not buy another six pack. I I will not buy another six pack of it in the way that I found many great six packs around over the holidays recently that I went back to get again What were
2: the best six packs that you found?
0: Uh, The Bell's Christmas Ale, which they called a Scotch it uh, uh, was fantastic okay. i've got a few more in my house and i would like to give you one because okay. i thought it was just a great beer i went back again and again and again for that and then we talked about it before we started recording today i never get the name right it's the stone mexican hot mexican oh yeah Mexi- Mexi- Xocabeza. 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 yeah that was fantastic and no, you know there, the, there was there was dispute i love, love it. it i love yeah, it, it. Well, carlos it's...
2: the first time i had it i did not like it yeah um uh, then I had the Three Nations one that was of a similar kind of style. Mexican hot Mexican chocolate hot chocolate yeah. stout that I thought was very good. That was a milk stout though. And then I went back to the Chocovase later cuz I was at House of Rock again, yeah. uh, which is where I had it both times. And I, think I was I, there the second time you got it uh the first time anyway. you were walking out yeah the the we were there for the dollar loan stars uh-huh. <laughs> we were helping them build the tree oh, but i nice. but I, I couldn't resist the chokeevase when I saw it, and th- that was the time I didn't care for it as much second time. It is good beer. Yeah. yeah. It is a good beer. Yeah. Okay. It's a little more bitter than I think I would want from something described the way that it is, but it, yeah. it is, it is good. I can't knock
0: it. It's, it's Walked not my favorite, it. but it's good. Yeah. But this, this brewed IPA, extra dry IPA, yeah, it didn't do much for me.
1: I mean, I, it is easy to drink. I it put is. it down oh, quickly. Yeah. Um, Crushable. I, yeah, I don't know that I'll be running out. I didn't get a six pack of this yet and I probably won't. I mean, now that I've tried it, it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, but
2: yeah, I don't like, know. Like it's like Joe always says, if I went to your house and you handed me this, I would drink, <laughs> I'd drink it. it. Yeah. yeah. And I'd I would be okay it with it. Smile on my face. Yeah. Yeah. It's am not I, a drain pour. It's no. No. <laughs> don't don't go there with me right now. You know how sensitive I am about buying beer that you pour down the drain right now after my most my <laughs> oh, most that's recent right. beer you purchase. Did just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, when we come back we are going to talk about other things and films. And topics,
1: correct? We definitely will. (laughs) All right, we're back from the break, and we are going to chat some more about, well, we've been talking about The Favorite, which uh, is sort of an... Awards favorite at the at this moment as we're entering uh, the Golden Globes will maybe by the time this comes on actually have aired or or have happened um, And then Oscar nominations coming up soon and maybe think about this film and Where it's gonna stand in the competition. What what else we're looking at at the uh, close of 2018 and uh, Going into
0: that with yeah. uh, a movie we talked about in the last episode <laughs> my chair collapsed Roma yeah Yeah. also being high favorably uh, favorably thought of for this award season right yeah so
2: seeing as how um, this discussion in the second half is going to uh, be uh, year end thoughts year end thoughts but it's gonna it's gonna require double the episodes because we're gonna be talking (laughs) about Roma as well I brought double juicy hops Ooh,
0: there we go. From
2: Ingenious Brewing Company, which we had last episode. Um, uh, again, one of my favorites. This is a juicy New England style oat cream double IPA. Uh, it's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. And it is dry hopped with citra, mosaic, and galaxy hops. So we are going to um, help. We, we are going to drink this. To help us get through the fact that A
1: Star Is Born is the front runner for Best Picture at the Oscars this year, <laughs> that,
0: that bothers
1: you? Oh, no, a great deal. Oh well, as Carlos is getting that out now, I didn't. I didn't hate Star Is Born. I actually liked it quite a bit. I but... didn't see it. Oh, oh. <laughs> so you just hate it based on uh, premise and uh, and what you assume.
0: It, would, it, it was like.
1: I just find it highly unlikely that it's good enough to be Best
0: Picture huh. in 2018. The problem with film criticism, though, is it helps to see the movies before we establish these hard <laughs>
1: opinions. <laughs> Here's the thing. I I don't need to do that. <laughs> you see enough movies that uh,
0: you, you can do hot takes I on know, the rest.
1: I know what it's about.
0: <laughs> but it gets into that whole notion of the Oscars being pointy-headed or not Awarding films that people have seen in the past. Uh, I think we're getting away from that with the the notion that with up to what is up to 10 films that they can nominate for best picture now that That black panther is likely to be on that list that would be huge if it did get nominated right but uh based upon its box office gross and and kind of kind of worldwide reception of it being an above average one of those types of movies a star is born has got a lot of audience appeal and a lot of people loved that movie my my biggest my biggest issue with all this
2: is uh the Academy caving to um, peer pressure, basically Uh, the most notable example that I can think of in the last five to 10 years is Leonardo DiCaprio winning for the Revenant.
0: Mm. Ridiculous. He didn't deserve that. You mean,
2: No. are you high? What? No. Like, I mean, (laughs) a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) no, not at all. And the only reason that he got it was because, People have been, you know, he'd been passed over. Yeah, he'd been passed over so many times, and people were, you know, basically like beating down the door of the academy, saying, "Why hasn't Leo gotten his Oscar yet? Yeah. Did you see The
1: Aviator? Did you see anything? <laughs> you know, like
2: all this stuff." And so they were like, "Okay, fine, fine. He gave a good enough performance that we can justify giving him this award. Please shut up, you know." Yeah, and well, it, it was, it was. I mean, and there have been there have been a lot of people that have gotten retroactive. Uh, Kind of awards, like, right? Uh, I feel like Martin Scorsese was one. He
1: got passed with The I. Departed being yeah. his uh, first win, well, his only win as director. And
2: yeah, I mean, yeah. not that The Departed wasn't a great movie. It is a great movie. Yeah, I like The Departed. But I mean, there, there were for sure better sure. movies he made that he should have won for in the Did past. Fellas. I mean, I mean, Taxi yeah. driver, you taxi know. What driver, I mean, there's plenty. Right. Raging bull, uh, yeah. And and you know, these were kind of retroactive awards that are given due to people saying, like, "Hey, why isn't this person?" There,
1: out? I think there is an element of that with the war. I mean, it, it's a obviously. I mean, as with any human system, it is a system full of flaws, and and that uh, it has uh, you know built into it people's biases and people's. And so, you, I think you have both, though, right? You have those people who get awarded. Really early in their career, maybe before they even deserve it for kind of a breakout, um, and and now those examples are escaping me. But there are those people. Taylor O'Neill. Okay, there you go. Right, as Lupita, a child actress, uh,
2: Lupita Nyong. Didn't she win for Twelve Years a Slave? Yes, that was like one of her first things. Right, right. right. Now,
1: and again, like uh, she, what's his face? She uh, could Stephen Hawking guy. Oh, uh... Eddie Redmayne, Ed, Eddie Redmayne got right, one pretty right. early. And, and he seems. And again, like sometimes they go He's on and good. have have solid careers after that. And and it's not to say that they can't. But there are, you know, I think Tatum O'Neill's a great example, Joe, of somebody who, it, you know, maybe burns brightly to begin with and doesn't get it. But then you do have these others at at that other end of the spectrum where, it, you know, they've done whatever dozens of films that people have respect for, and then only after, you know. That that sort of long track record, do they finally get recognition? And maybe it's not for the film that they did actually, or one of the films that they most deserved it for. It's for the film that finally, there's enough
0: people who believe that this person deserves it that they're going to vote for them uh, Well, you yeah. saw a Star is Born, David. Is yeah. it worthy of Best Picture?
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it, yes and no. I mean, I think was it my best picture? Yes.
0: The,
1: was it my best picture? No. Was it a well-made film? that resonates with a lot of people. I I think absolutely. I mean like just seeing it, I mean it resonated enough with me to keep me interested and to and to impress me with A Bradley Cooper as a director, which I wasn't expecting necessarily. I mean I I think he's a decent actor and mm-hmm. and in interviews I've always kind of thought he he came off as a thinking person. Right. And, Um, but I but I didn't see him necessarily coming out as a director. And Lady Gaga as a actress. I mean I thought she I've heard she's
2: not good in it. I think she did a pretty good job. I've heard the parts where she's singing are great, but the actual acting portions of it she's
1: not very strong, which I, I, it didn't. That didn't strike me. I thought she did a fine job in the acting scenes. I thought she did a really good job in the singing. And well, uh, I mean, she is a phenomenal. I mean, okay, okay, the favorite or Star is Born has to has to win. For me, I mean, like okay, so if I'm the Academy voter and Uh I'm voting, I would definitely vote for the favorite over Star is Born. Um, still the favorite for me you know if i'm okay so that now we're picture. getting to like well, yeah, yeah. my favorite picture sure. of the yeah. years i want to see if beale street could talk before i, I
0: of cast course my vote. we should that, probably all one. give a caveat that some of okay. these have not
1: even come to our city that we live in i don't think it's necessary that i have to see vice i don't think vice would be be my choice but based on what i have seen already i think i would probably vote for mm, i mean out of the ones that are in the Uncle running, Drew. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> Uncle Drew slaps. Oh no. Okay. So now are we going that that's a good question. Are we going like with what's actually going to be available for Best Picture nominees or are we saying if I got to We're pick We're drinking beer and talking if, movies. if if you got well, to then,
2: if you got to pick the nominations. If I
1: get to pick the nominations, my film of the year, yeah, Aquaman from 2018. <laughs> Jason Momoa. <laughs> well, no. no. Uh, I still haven't seen Aquaman. Uh no. I I think, you know, Sorry to bother you would be probably one of my top contenders. Mandy would be up there for me one hundred percent. Mandy was great, but I, I think Tully I, I think I appreciate what Solid that was really good. I like that Tully was really a lot. Good. Um but yeah, I think Sorry to Bother You was probably my favorite film of last year and uh and, and worthy of some some praise, some kind of award. I
0: haven't seen it. that opinion that both Mm -hmm. of you guys have puts it at the top of my list now yeah sorry to bother these amazing yeah but for me it's the favorite man we talked about it last episode I loved that movie and I, I can't wait I to see it I thought it was again. really good. I, I liked it very, very much. The acting was incredible. And it's incredible. pretty close. I think, yeah. I think be,
1: between the ones that are likely to be nominated that I've seen, mm-hmm. I think it's pretty close between that and Roma
0: for me as the films that I would want to see. understand that award. if Beale Street could talk, it did not even come to the city that we live in. It didn't, yeah. It got right. advertised
2: here but didn't play. Did Did any of us see... Um, I, I, hold I, I I just had it and I missed it. Did any of us see Suspiria?
0: Yes, I did not see the remake. It was though. it was
1: really good. I I think it had it I had some flaws. But, Luca,
2: what's his face?
1: Uh, gu- I mean, I I am just of Call Me by Your Name fame. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and uh, it, I think it was a really interesting approach to a remake that um did did some really uh novel things. Like it didn't just follow the the original. It, it kind of took off, but um but it, but I also think it had had a few little th- things holding it back from making me think like, okay, if I get to pick what I think the best thing is it it wouldn't have been that eighth grade in
2: there
0: eighth grades right up there yeah. I really like eighth, grade. eighth grades in there
1: what did you see
0: eighth grade Joe no. Oh, I'm living in eighth grade with two daughters right I, now. I, well, I was going to say, and I've read, I've read much about that movie and, and, and maybe that's put me off a little bit, but otherwise, no, I have really, Well, it, I, I do want to know what they're up to. About. I don't, I don't know if you
1: listen it's to scary the
2: podcast at all,
1: it's but, less, <laughs> I think it's less scary than you'd think it, nah, I'm it is.
2: Around. I'm playing
0: around. I, it's, it's on the list. Have I got there okay.
2: I don't know if you listen to the podcast at all, but Ethan tried to watch it with his is she in eighth grade his youngest daughter yes I think so yeah. yeah and she seemed uninterested by his
0: account but uh well that's just spending time with your dad yeah well you know, spending time know.
1: with your dad and seeing a frank depiction right. of, of what, your what you're going through right, <laughs> right now yeah. when
0: instead you could be watching very embarrassing to watch that in front of your dad yeah yeah, oh,
2: yeah I would say um it it is good though. How would okay, so how would we feel about something like Black Panther being in the nominations for Best Picture?
1: I like it being there. I thought that was a great film. I mean, of, of the comic book. Was it movies, a great
2: film or was it a good movie?
0: Well <laughs> the larger conversation. What do the Academy Awards even Well and I guess that's what I was even getting award, at when you asked no. me about last year's winner was Moonlight great movie. A fine movie. That 2 percent years ago. of the Academy Award winning Academy Award voters even probably watched it. I mean, it was very tiny, tiny tiny movie that most Americans are not going to see. I think see. I saw it
2: in the theater here.
0: And then yeah,
1: it played it played in one or two weeks. It was yeah. I mean, it, it was a great amazing. film. Sure. It was a great film. And uh but th- that's what I was getting at when you asked about A Star is Born, like is it the best picture? Well, for me personally, no. But from a standpoint of it pleased audiences, it was well made. Then Black Panther it was put together nicely. But that should be what the
2: Academy is about, though. Academy should be about the art of filmmaking.
1: Yeah, well, part of part of art is being able to communicate. Shape to, of Water won Best
0: Picture last uh, year. Yes, right. Is, is, oh, I was thinking two years ago with the debacle. The, two, yeah, yes, two years right. ago, was that, that
1: was the uh, Moonlight. And Shape uh, of Water
0: did not deserve to be best film. period
1: I disagree. Oh. I, I, I kind of, I don't, I don't know if I agree as strongly as you, but that was not my pick. I, I did not think that that film deserved it. I, I think Pan's so Labyrinth would have. Oh been hell better. yeah! Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the movie. I mean, or, if you're gonna pick a Guillermo del
2: Toro film to win best picture, it's Probably that, right
1: but, right? but but I guess what I'm saying is I do factor that kind of thing, and like, how well did this film resonate with an audience? And I guess so. Titanic deserved it. No, no not
0: necessarily. Uh, I don't think that's the only criteria. But everyone saw Titanic again and again and again. It it's did, a did. That movie Of, really of course, it is. It's of course a it is. Of course it is. Of course it is. Giant steaming pile of Of course it is. But at the time, yeah, it made all of the money. Right. And so did Avatar. Yeah.
2: But I don't, yeah, I was, I was going to say, is I mean, is how much money it made the motivating no, factor for what qualifies? No. I mean, because, okay, so against The Shape of Water, as far as the nominees now, granted, maybe there's some stuff from last year that should have been nominated that wasn't, but we had Call Me By Your Name, mm. Darkest Hour, mm-hmm. Dunkirk, right. Get Out, Ladybird, mm-hmm. Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, obviously, and then Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Get uh, out. Get out. Yeah. I mean, Get Out is, is a very strong contender. Yeah, Get mm-hmm. Out and Lady Bird, I think, for me, are the strongest contenders.
0: You have to ask yourself also, like six months later, eight months later, a year later, ask yourself the same question. Yeah, what movie have you thought about? It that's fair because Get Out has
2: has withstood yeah. time. You know, it hasn't been that long, right? But it's still relevant. Yeah, people still talk about it. Yeah, and I, I'm still selling copies of the soundtrack. Right,
0: and I'm right. I'm looking forward to the follow up with the trailer that just came out. Us, Us yeah, yeah. I, want, I I will go see that in the theater, and I'll look forward to that until it gets out here. Right,
1: no, right. I and, and and so I think that I think you have to put all those things into play. Okay. Then, okay. I mean, but
2: then so much of it too for Best Picture is like, you know, the like it's not just the story; it's the visuals. And Shape of Water was so visually captivating and striking and style, stylistically sound and get out was to a certain extent i mean it had its mm-hmm. moments but for the most part it was people in a house at a family gathering right you know there wasn't a lot of innovation visually there were there were some pretty interesting things that he well, did well that's what i was gonna say there it had its moments yeah but as yeah. a whole yeah i mean it it wasn't a super ambitious set design or costuming or no, anything like that but, but again i mean i think
1: it's uh, you know story if, I, I Shave of Water had all that though, for me, it did. But you know what it lacked for me was was chemistry between two main characters that really made sense. Yeah, it that, went from that zero to sixty. The, the, the we pro- talked about this in the yeah. Border episode, right? <laughs> right, we did. <laughs> yeah, I mean that to me. Yes, you can have like look and style and you know and everything for days, but if you don't have characters that pull me in then, then i don't know Then i'm and not and that's gonna the academy my awards problem with Roma.
0: should be doing is a synthesis of all of these things that are essentially filmmaking mm. from character to story to right. set design to everything else right yeah
1: i
2: mean because when you're talking about best picture i mean yeah there's so many like literally every category that exists in the academy awards all of those things combined is what influences what is the best picture right the, you
0: know which is why it's last uh and and, well, and the also marketing ceremony, campaigns uh, and also star uh, campaigns yeah, and yeah also that stuff, I, but
2: the shape just, of water didn't I have a of lot the of
0: the shape of water didn't have a lot of star power no it didn't it did. i felt like it might have gotten canceled out like two other films might have gotten canceled out for shape of water to emerge as the winner but I have to look at the list again. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, it's not that important. Yeah, I mean. It, so uh, yeah, so you got And then also, I mean, it's, it's
1: never going to be perfect. That, that, that's it, it's kind of. Last ooh. year was pretty good though for me.
2: For, Francis McDormand into... won. Sam Rockwell won. Uh, Allison one, yeah, that... won. Uh, Coco won best animated. Blade Runner one cin- one cinematography. Yeah. Phantom Thread one costume design. I mean, there was a lot of stuff in that the awards where I felt like for me, for the first time in a while, I felt like things went there's another, to where they were supposed to go. There's
0: another film that's potentially probably going to be nominated and should probably put it out there and see if anybody has any opinion about it at all. And that's uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be nominated for
2: best picture. Oh yeah, it will be uh,
0: really. Yeah. Okay. Right too, now it's made too much money. Uh, you've got the, you've got, there, There is a formula. Well, uh, no, biopics have done well Biopics Ray, I mean, biopics. Ray, I mean... Walk the line. Jamie yeah. Foxx
2: was transformative in Ray, though. I mean, he really showed that he's got there the are,
0: stuff in that There's movie. people mm-hmm. that are going to argue with you that Remy
2: Malik was... No, okay, so... I mean, if this is your first episode, you don't know this, so I'll tell you, but everyone else knows. I work in and own a record store... Believe me, I have heard all of the arguments for Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, the reason that I even agreed to go see it in the first place was because so many of my customers came in and were like, "Yeah, it was great. It was great." Take the Queen music out of it; it is a garbage film that agreed. nobody could watch. Agree without the Queen music. In well, it. okay, but, but if, you, that- if you made the movie where you didn't play full Queen songs in it
1: during huge sections of the film, nobody would watch. Nobody would watch it. Right, but I uh, come on, but we're making a film about a very important band for and we're gonna leave the music out. I'm not saying leave the music
2: out, but I'm saying like there were so I mean, there were huge chunks of that film where they played almost the
0: entire song, and that's what gets you through the when whole you think thing. Of, like, when I think of my favorite rock biopics, one of them is The Doors, Oliver Stone. Uh-huh. And of course you see their rise through the LA music scene and you see representations of their, some of their famous gigs, but it's the characters that we then go back to explore that supposed to be the most fascinating. Yeah. And, and that was not captured for me. At all. Not even a little Did bit. Did I tap my toe and kind of probably sing along to that final Live Aid sequence at the end of... Behind- yes. Without a <laughs> of doubt. Of course. Yeah. Without a doubt. The I enjoyed that good. aspect of it. And and I guess the movie makes you feel good, even though, God, i got to see a tragic figure in real life, so maybe they didn't get it right, but this is so audience people are so happy about this movie so, yeah. in a way that i don't understand that it will be on that list. Okay, here
2: here's certainly for best actor. Okay, here's here's my thing. So like obviously when we talk about biopics, music as far as music goes, you, you know, people talk about Ray, people talk about Walk the Line, all those things. And i think the people that played the characters in those films are really good. But i think music biopics, i mean, if you I mean, if you're really gonna talk about something that stands up as a film, not that isn't totally supported by the music, you got to bring up Eight Mile. Ugh. Like Eminem's music does not play in that movie. The music is original for right. that film. He's not playing his greatest hits no. throughout right. the
1: film. He's playing. Well, and he's also not playing himself. He's playing. He's playing himself. He's playing. He's a rabbit. A version of himself. Vomit on my sweater. He is playing himself in that. I, I know. He's, no, I, I know he has a different name in the movie. I understand, but, is but they very, chose not to make a film that was about Eminem because they could have done him making the Slim Shady LP or whatever. You know, like they could,
2: I mean, they, you're right. They could
1: have. They they chose to do. Oh, we're gonna do a very fictionalized version of a character like you. I don't know if it's very fictionalized though. No, it's. I would it, say it's moderately at best fictionalized. Right. Right. <laughs> I get what you're saying, but but it's a different <laughs> approach. I mean, and, and but I... but but also
2: like uh, most of that movie isn't music anyway. I mean, no, that's... when I mean it's about a guy, you know, whatever. And, was right. it nominated? He won shit for that. Did he? Yeah, he. I mean, at the very least, he won best original song. Okay. Okay, but was
0: it nominated for best film? That year? I don't
2: know if it was nominated for best film, but I it was nominated for more than
0: best song. I see. I, I would okay. never think that it would have been.
1: Well, the, the I had to guess. And I, and I liked 8 Mile a lot. I mean, that's not, <laughs> you know, any sort of uh, indication that it... But it, but I guess, you know, with most biopics, it, and especially musical biopics, I think a lot of it has to do with the quality of the music. And I mean, part of the charm of seeing Walk the Line is, yes, it it is seeing, you know, Joaquin Phoenix inhabit johnny cash but it's also like these sequences where you see him on stage and he's performing ring of fire for the first time or you know he's doing these and that's i don't know it's it it's got to be about the music to a certain extent and so when i saw bohemian rhapsody now do i think it's like an amazing film do i have it in my top no not necessarily no no but did i enjoy myself and did the music play a big part in that yeah it I mean the music is and I'm not even and I'm not even a queen guy. I mean like that I I Everyone's like queen. a queen guy. But I don't own any queen. But everyone sings along when it comes on. It, Bohemian Rhapsody I do sing along with. You I don't mean, sing along to Fat Bottom Girls? No, I don't.
0: You no. don't sing along to Ooh, You make me feel no No, you're not even picking the best queen songs to sing along to we would rock you we will will rock you as a
2: those are terrible songs joe (laughs)
0: they're bad songs you don't see you you're you're not good at the segue do you sing along to and then is it a good song but those are the songs you sing along to on the jukebox at the bar it's we will rock you and we are the champions yeah, I, I mean, sing along now to please there, David. There's so no, we are the champions. Yes, no, so sing it.
2: There's no amount of alcohol that can make me sing along to "We Are the Champions" or "We Will Rock You."
1: <laughs> Not happen. <laughs> really. I, li- Bohemian I Rhapsody, like yes. "We Are the Champions" a lot. I, th- I think it's a great song, but uh, but we, I don't sing along with it usually.
0: Yeah. We've gotten so, off base. We have, <laughs> yeah. but
1: it, okay. So so but you're it, the one that brought it. On. We're the favorite factors in all this. I think the favorite would be very deserving of some of these. I would love. To see uh, Emma Stone, Rachel Weiss, or Olivia Coleman win an acting award, o- I think, it, it, I think it, any win. any of those three could win an acting yeah. award, and I think it would be fully deserved. Yeah. And yeah. I can't think yeah. of any um, at the very least. So now would they be, would they be
0: supporting
1: or lead? are they going to be against each other? They're both in
0: the in the, uh, the running for the best supporting actress. Who? Regina Re- King? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two. Amy okay. Adams and Vice. Regina King. If Beale Street could talk a film we haven't had an opportunity to see. Claire mm-hmm. Foy in First Man and then a few others including Michelle Yeoh from Crazy Rich Asians which I watched recently. Mm, yeah. How'd you feel about it? I felt that it was a cultural event movie of 2018 that I owed it to myself to see. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I thought it was a I like flimsy plot and you could have.
2: I like Ken Jeong. I like Aquafina. Yeah. Uh,
0: those yeah.
2: I think I think that that's enough to get me to watch it. Well they they were both
0: funny in the film. So yeah. I, I mean yeah. I I, I shouldn't say
2: I like Aquafina. I love right.
0: Aquafina. Cool. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> I think she is fantastic. Not yeah. not just like in, as an actress or whatever but just as like as a human being. Like I I've not seen anything from her that I don't really oh,
1: like. Oh, that's good. Cool. Yeah. I I don't really know her too much beyond Crazy uh, Rich Asians. She Asian. has some pretty ridiculous dissolve. rap songs. Yeah, it, I I knew she had a career uh on, on uh, recording that I, I have not
0: been privy to. Yeah. But,
1: so She's great in Ocean's 8. Which is not a high school. Uh, yeah, movie. yeah,
2: yeah. You're right. Oof, I did that was a, that
0: was a hard to watch movie, man.
2: Oceans Eight. Yeah. I, I was more referencing my uh, shouting match with Ethan. <laughs> that was a hard to watch movie. So, I so, liked Oceans Eight.
1: As, as, oh. as, as we should probably kind of yeah, bring yeah, this yeah. in here.
0: Yeah. I mean, what have we talked about? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure. But, but
1: but this is this We've what people are thinking about. Who who is going to uh, you know come out on top here in in award season? And I certainly hope that the favorite gets something. I, I, and and to it me, deserves an to me it's probably the acting that that deserves the most uh credit there but you know let's see where where the chips fall um where the chips fall with this beer fantastic yeah it's good yeah i'm so glad this is crushable ingenious is just knocking it out of the park they're doing some great flavors and and different styles too well this one's not even flavored no, no, this is just a well-hopped, yeah. uh, you know, hazy IPA. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's this heavy is citrus. Just, I enjoyed it very much.
2: No, it is. I mean, it is very citrusy, but, I mean, there's not... I mean, they're they're pretty well known for their additives. Right. And, like, you know, throwing in vanilla beans or strawberries yeah. or fruit or whatever. this was released in December? Uh, December 19th. Wow, because mm-hmm. it's it just canned. so
0: unseasonal. But I guess they just do their hazies year-round. Yeah, I mean...
2: They're pretty heavy on the milkshake IPAs yeah. and and the hazy stuff as well. So yeah, that's I mean, they don't take a seasonal approach to that. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah, but,
1: I mean it's almost like citrus candy in yeah. in some way. I mean I. I I really Joe wish, Luther his fast. I really wish we could get He's this thirsty. stuff down here all the time. We're we're close. I'm, I, I'm, think. I'm hoping, I think I'm hoping I'm hoping start. Someone streaming. travels
0: to Houston. They can
1: well, no, you, I mean we can have people bring it back, but I'm just saying, like I I would love it if we could get a keg at uh, Tapology or something. You know, some I'm hoping that back. happens. Yeah. Uh,
2: it, it I mean on Facebook they've been tagging the guy jason right is yeah name? yeah I've, I've i've seen him tagged in a lot of stuff well, we like, can tag
0: him in this uh podcast we can <laughs> social media. uh
2: they have some kind of like disposable keg system now at right. genius where they're trying to distribute so they'll be able more. to send these so, out further so and, hopefully yeah,
1: hopefully we nice. can get some
2: um, let's lead the way yeah absolutely we will we will lead the charge mm. um that being said in the meantime you can find us on Twitter uh, at beer movie show, Instagram beer and in a movie, Facebook slash beer and a movie TX, and of course, as always, at beer and movie Podcast.com. If you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Don't just leave us the five star review that I know you're going to leave us, but leave a written review as well. Let us know what we're doing that you like, what we're doing that you don't, what kind of episodes you want to see in the future. Uh, should we do more theme stuff? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. Let us know. Right, right. So, um, do we have any closing thoughts? Yeah, we accept beer mail. Just uh, we do. Yes. yes just uh, get in touch with us, and we'll give you an address. Yeah, especially. If you live in Portland, Oregon, I know we have a very large listener base in Portland, Oregon.
1: Oh, nice! All no, right. we don't, <laughs> but we need one. But yeah. I want, Just I want
2: all the stuff from Great Notion Brewing, oh. specifically the double stack pancake stout thing that they do. I
1: need <laughs> that in my life. I need. Well, it. please, listeners, if you, if you can help please. Carlos out in this mission, yes. and and also stay tuned. I think we're going to be doing some kind of live event soon. We're going to try to. It's all something works. together. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, in the works. So, if, if you are, you know, at all close by in in the state of Texas in the coastal bend, maybe you can come to a taping at some point here in the near future and so stay tuned for that on social media and we'll announce it on the podcast. Until next time. Adiós.